Yeah, that was a good one. You always sound like Oh, thank you. That's not true. I wish. I dream. Like, I'm getting Mickey a lot better, but I'm not getting goofy. And it makes me sad. Because, like, oh, oh, boy. No, don't. Oh. Copyright infringement. <laughs> don't come after us. Dang it. Is it copyright infringement that I'm wearing this outfit and I look like Elvira? Are you, Chins up, boots Are you out? supposed to be Elvira? No. We just... So, no, that falls in like a cosplay realm. Well, so does doing a impersonation no. of no, Mickey. No, no. We don't mess with Disney. nice that it happened organically it's just a thing that we do now i know it is a thing we do now i think we're funny a gargle and a scream listen my um, memoir (laughs) a gargle and a scream (laughs) oh my gosh how was your week oh my goodness what a week it's been i don't remember anything oh it's been no it's been good i went to see your show you did it worked um, out because yeah. I wasn't supposed to perform that day. You weren't supposed to perform that day. Also, usually Desert Star sold out day of. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to get tickets. Um, usually but the whole season is like almost gone. Yep. It's a very popular theater. It's crazy to me. Um, but yeah, I guess. So I don't know if someone dropped out last minute or what, but there was a table. Desert Star is a dinner theater. So uh, your seats are tables. Mm-hmm. You So... When you get two seats, you're getting a whole table. <clears throat> you really are. And they're and small tables. Can you imagine being in a, a party of four? Yes, we've done it. Oh, yeah. It, me, Sarah Tyler, and John, Jonathan all went <clears throat> once. And I was like, this is a nightmare. <laughs> and it, and if really you didn't get you like there. a pizza to share. Oh, yeah. They you, really pack you in there. Yeah. If everyone has their own meals, especially, it's bad. You're like sitting, yeah, holding it on your lap. Yeah. But it was fun. It was a really good show. You did amazing. You're very kind. Literally, um, on the way home, Jonathan and I were talking, and, and you have a way with taking... I'm not saying the character is bad, or the writing is bad, or whatever. But like you have a way of taking a character that, in my mind, wouldn't normally work, mm. and making it work. You just have a really good stage presence. You're very nice. And you're good at committing to things on stage. Yeah, it's very nice of you to say. I feel like um, this one was easier for me. Well, well, I guess Paulette in, well, Babette was her name. Right. In the Legally Brunette skit, they were both just impersonations. Like, I played her and then I played Judge Judy in that as well. Yeah. Her name was Judge Trudy. Right. And then this one, I'm Morticia and Cruella combined and then Maleficent. So it's just kind of... But they're all they're all like almost technically original characters because the shows sure. are written each show is written yeah. at this theater. So Yeah. Th- it's it's like a tech it's a parody show. Mm-hmm. But it's technically an original show. Mm-hmm. So you the characters that you're doing are are your own characters essentially. Yeah, but heavily influenced by characters that have already been. Sure. Like th- they were on the character study that I was doing for Cruella, they were like, it is Angelica Houston's Morticia. 
And I was mm. like, oh, okay. So a lot of my facial expressions and the way that I like, slowly turn my head and things and look at people this is kinda... very, yeah, it's very like, yeah, like that. Well, for people who are just listening, I turned my head slowly. <laughs> Good luck. For people who are just listening, get a YouTube subscription. I don't know. You don't have to subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah. Yes, you do. Please. You, you do have to. Please. You don't have to subscribe to YouTube, but you do have to subscribe to us. Yeah. <laughs> Your show was lovely. Well, thank you. I I actually fun. really do. Like, I am so glad I'm in this show. I said that last week, too. I got an eyelash in my eyeball. Um, but it, it's a fun show. Yeah. I'm really glad you got to come. I really was surprised that you I guys. I was also surprised. Was <laughs> I was available. so panicked that day too because I my double was has been sick this week, so I wasn't supposed to be performing. <sighs> That's hard. And then and then I was, I, I don't know why I was texting you or what did you text me? I think I texted you and asked you if you were. I can't look at my phone right now. I'm not sure. That's but I think I either. asked if you were performing tonight. Oh yeah. And you were like yeah. Yeah. And I said yeah. That was the conversation. And then I was texting you about the traffic and I was like, oh yeah, just so you're aware, you should probably leave early because I didn't bad. get to the theater. I had to do my, my makeup and my wig hair at my other, at my office job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't get to the theater until 20 minutes before curtain. Woo. Yeah. She was cutting it real close. How's work? Busy. Yeah. I still. Any update on the copy? The, is it a copywriter position? <sighs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Supposedly, I'm supposed to get an interview. Um, it's like kind of guaranteed since he, the guy, asked me to apply. It, nothing's set in stone. They haven't really called me in for anything, so I don't know. Not sure what, what's up with it. Well, maybe they will after you get back from Disney World. I hope so. You're, you're flying tomorrow. out tomorrow. Flying out tomorrow. And you're gonna be gone we'll for be how long? There until Sunday. That's a full week. Mm-hmm. Seven Almost. days. Yeah, full, seven days. Well, do you count it being a week since Sunday to Sunday is the week? How does this work? For, for my brain, yes. Okay. And okay. it's just to make myself feel like I'm more relaxed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> seven days in Florida. Do yeah, not in Florida. wear your bangs down. That is my tip and trick. And here's why. Because the one time... Sticky. Well, it's the humidity. Yeah. The humidity. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wore my cute little curtain bangs and like little buns to look like a stylish little lion or whatever. Yeah. And the the humidity and the heat combined gave me heat rush on my forehead. On your forehead? Because my bangs became essentially like this blanket that... And it was awful. The next day I woke up with hundreds of tiny, tiny little blisters on my forehead. Oh, that's and awful. It, it was so uncomfortable. And my sweet roommate, Sarah, the next day we were going to um, Fantasy, the Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. Um, Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. In Disney World. Um, I've and never been. <laughs> I had to. This, this will be my first time going. Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, my I've only been there one too. And once, but um anyways, we went to Magic Kingdom and I had to wear a hat and I couldn't wear any makeup because my forehead was so poorly blistered. Aww. Um but okay. There you're going to have if I know you and I do, if you spend a lot of time in Magic Kingdom, 
which is or not Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, uh-huh. which is where Pandora is. Right. And you're if I didn't get to see it at nighttime, but I was there in the day, just just in the sunlight alone, I cried. I'm I'm excited to see. I I mean, if okay, if there's one thing Disney does right, it's like immersive worlds, yeah. right? Because yeah. when I when I went to Galaxy's Edge for the first time in Disneyland, I was like blown away. I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. It was really cool. Um, so I'm really excited because there's more of that type of thing in Disney World, from what I understand, where you get another Galaxy's Edge, you get Pandora, you get kind of those like more immersive worlds yeah it's glorious (laughs) it's so amazing oh and the food the food in um in the magic in in animal kingdom Mm -hmm. blew my mind yeah i'm very excited about the food we also got reservations to space 220 again Again, you have this skill of getting in. So I have no idea. my skill is meeting Broadway people after a show. Your skill I is yes. At Disneyland <laughs> we did blue, get blue Bayou. Lucky. Yeah, we got really lucky with Blue Bayou last year at Disneyland. I just oh my gosh, I feel like you would be one of those people that really lucks out getting into Club Thirty Three at Disneyland. But that's like an that's like a thing. Like that's, that's an, an exclusive thing. thing. I won't get into that. I don't know, but I don't know. It's so exclusive that you're not allowed to take pictures inside. Right. That's what I'm saying. There's like no way. I don't know. I don't think I'll get that. But yeah, I'm excited about that. Oh, this, what else happened this I week? I can't wait to hear. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I just can't wait to hear your thoughts and opinions on Pandora. I'm Do you like those rides? It. The rides where you're like, you're stationary, but it looks like you're in the world. Do you get nauseous on those rides? I don't get nauseous, but I don't have as much fun on the... Okay, actually, you know what was really good? We went to Universal a little bit ago. Um, we we went to the one in Tokyo. Yes. I went to the one... We went just barely went to the one in Hollywood, which kind of sucks in comparison. Florida is better. But have you been to, on the ride, the, the Harry Potter ride in uh, Hollywood? Um, yeah. You're like in a cupboard and you're like floating in a cupboard? No. Okay. It is, is it new? So good. I don't know how new it is. I have no clue. We we just were going through all the rides and I was like, this sucks. This sucks. And then we went through Harry Potter World, which is magical and wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then uh, got to the ride and I had never seen this ride. It was not the same one in Tokyo. And I don't know if it's the same one in in, um, in Orlando. My brain is not functioning today. I'm so sorry. I think you're um, doing great. I'm following along perfectly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's I don't know if it's the same one in Orlando. But it's like you're in a cupboard and you're there's four people seated next to each other. Okay. Um, and each of you, so there's just like cars of four essentially. Okay. And you know, um, in Disneyland, the like Toy Story Mania ride. Yes. Where it like has things that bring you around. Okay, it's kind of like one of those, except for the arm goes in three dimensions. So you're in this cupboard, and you're on a track, and the track is taking you along, and then the arm comes and links you in, and in the story of the ride, they say when Guardian Levios or whatever, the cabinet starts floating, you are in the cabinet, so you start floating. You're in the cabinet? Yeah. So you're floating, and then um, suddenly you're like going through all these, th- like, you know, through Hogwarts. 
Then I have been on that ride. I didn't realize there's a cupboard. Yeah. And going through all these intense things. The the amazing thing about that ride though is like so you're you're on an arm that's yeah. in like three dimensions. You're yeah. being like flung around. Yeah. Every now and again you'll go into you'll go through like a window or something, and then you're in front of a screen suddenly. Yes, I have been on that okay. ride. The screen moves with you on the ride. What? Did you know that? No. It the what? mechanism is insane. Cause I we I would like leaned forward and started looking around because I was so confused about how it was functioning because suddenly there's like a screen in front of you out of nowhere, but it's because there's two tracks happening. One is you and the other one is the screen. So like there's a projection and a screen in front of you that's following you along while you're doing certain things. Genius. And then when you go through a window or whatever, the screen goes away and then you go into the window. It's crazy. It's wild. I thought that the screens were there and you just passed by the screens. No, it's literally traveling with you. Isn't that That's crazy? insane. And the, then it, the mechanism is so wild. And then there's like real world elements like a dementor comes down yes. and like scares you. It's so crazy. That it gets me every time. It's so good. It's amazing. Yes. And then the giant spider. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good ride. It's a crazy ride. When you are you gonna go to Universal while you're in no. Florida? No. I and oh. I'm really upset about how terrible Universal was. Even Nintendo World was not fun in Hollywood. Hated it. I, as somebody who's been to both Universals in the States, Florida's is so much better. But in my, uh, in my mind, Specifically because like, of Harry Potter world. We've already been to Tokyo or the one in Osaka. I'm like, eh. Well, so the reason why Florida is better is because there's two different parks. Right. You get Diagon Alley and then you get... Green, the um, Hogsmeade like, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And and you're connected by the train. But ha- um, Hagrid's... Hagrid? Hagrid. Tana? Hagrid's ride is in... Sane. That's the same one that was in Osaka. We just didn't go on it because the line was like three hours long. It was very long. Yeah. But it's insane. And it's also longer than the one in Osaka. Ooh. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe one day. I'm I'm just not I don't know. I'm not in it right now. That's for, fair. I'm not in it for Universal right now. That's fair. You're going to Disney World. There are four um, different lands at Disney World. Yeah. Are you going all four days? Are you going also, smart? So a land a day. And the, we're taking it easy is the idea. We're yeah. not going to try to stuff a bunch of stuff in a day. Smart. The The hard part is that it's during Halloween. So the uh, Mickey's not mm-hmm. so scary Halloween is happening. So we, we only get to stay in Magic Kingdom until like six o'clock. And then we have to leave. No. Yeah. So we don't oh. get to see fireworks or anything. Is his party happening every night that you're there? No. But um, that's we had already selected everything and we didn't know. Oh, so, so you're like, not going to see Pandora whatever. at night. That's Animal Kingdom different. Did 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 I hear you wrong? I think I Sorry, heard you Magic wrong. Kingdom is the one that has the Okay, I think you did say Magic Kingdom in my head. I I don't know. I okay. might have said whatever. I but, think I um, I heard wrong. I think But you we're going right. to Magic Kingdom first. And we're doing everything there and then Animal Kingdom and then um Epcot and then ending with Hollywood. Oh, Street. there's so many things. Okay recommendations you have to see pocahontas when you're in magic king or animal kingdom okay you just have to see her she is everything she's amazing yeah pandora and the food pandora at night and the food i'm also very (laughs) excited for so it's during the food and wine festival at epcot so we're there's like food from around the world that's like specifically for the festival Mm -hmm. so i'm very excited about that it's very yummy all the food germany was my favorite oh we've been keeping up with disney food blog <laughs> yeah 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 so uh this year they really liked the japanese one 
Mm-hmm. There's like some really good noodle dishes, supposedly. So oh, I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait because I'm going in November. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. The, 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 um, the food. Yeah. Take as much time as you can in Epcot. Yeah. People, you know what? People um, rush through it. People rush through it. Yeah, I've I've heard that a lot, and I um, it is the one that I think I'm most excited about. The enough. big ball is there. You have to go in that ride. It's we'll fascinating. Go, we'll go on that. We'll go. We're gonna do everything because we also have the reservations to Space Two Twenty there because that's is Epcot. it in the ball? It's no, it's just in Epcot. Okay. Well, I don't know. I have no clue where it is. I was gonna say because the ball is a ride. It takes you. This is how it's in- like the progress thing, right? The yes. something of progress. I think we are doing that, it's but um, no, Space Two Twenty is just in Epcot somewhere. I think. Yeah, because if I'm looking at the ball where the ball is, you have to walk around this way, and then there's the Tron ride, and then there's the space area, and there's mm-hmm. a ride in the there. space area, and I can't remember what it is, but there are two different tracks. There's orange and a, I think the green one. Do not go on the orange one. Oh. One, if you're claustrophobic. You will, I I literally almost passed out. Really? Because it is such a tight space. They they warn you. They had to make another track for it because the orange one was so intense and so many people were getting sick. They oh. also will not let like you off that ride. ride. Um, yeah, it's it's a combination of virtual and G force. So you literally you're there's four people and it's fucking tight. Yeah. It's a smaller chair than this. And then it comes down and it literally smashes you. So if you have a big, big chest, like if you're a woman with big yeah, bosom, it's crushing your lungs. you're 100% stuck. And then if you are easily made made sick or like nauseated, whatever, the screen is right in your, I'm not joking, it's right here. Oh. And then you have your tasks that you have to do. And then the G-force so at like the, the same time. So like run thing? No. Oh. Way different. Weird. It's way, way different. You're in space and you have a, have tasks to do, but it's a different... Like, my I eyes... I like the idea of it being uh, space tasks, but they're all boring. Like, take the trash out. <laughs> or, like... <laughs> I would have loved you, that. Could you turn this screwdriver? Could you, like, maybe walk around the moon? Could you, just pick just up the trash on the moon? Really quickly, um, take out, empty the waste. Yeah, empty the waste. Recycle oh, the water. Would you go and maybe fill that pothole? Make, make a new crater on the moon? That'd be great. Um, water the plants. Oh, shoot. I it's just really, it's just really menial. I would love that. Nothing's intense. But it's intense and mm. they won't let you off. Even if you ask to get off, they will not let you. Wow. It's, so if you're, I, do your research on that, right? I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it is, okay. it's bad. Like I, I, as soon as it closed, Sarah immediately realized I was stuck, be, like, I was no. sitting between Sarah and my friend Amber and immediately Sarah was like, grab my hand and hold it. And she's like, breathe through your nose and out through your mouth. The whole time she was coaching me through, I couldn't open my eyes. And when I did, because I wanted to make sure that I didn't ruin their experience by right. not doing my task. Yeah. Because I wanted them to win. So they were like, okay, it's your turn. So I opened up my eyes, like just squinted ever so slightly. I hit the button and I closed it. But the G forces were still fucking me up. Oh. It was so bad. It was so bad. Okay. It was so bad. But the food in Epcot's amazing, and yeah. the Frozen ride. Yes, I've heard the Frozen ride is really incredible. Mickey's Runaway Railway. I can't remember which one that's in. Is that in Hollywood Studios? I think that's in Magic Kingdom. Oh. No, no, no. It is in Hollywood Studios. Okay. It is. Because heard... it's on the way to Star Wars Land. I've heard that one, Minecart Train, in in Magic Kingdom, and Tron Ride in Epcot. 
I can't wait to ride that. I've yet to ride it. I'm really excited. Have you been? Did you not go on the Mickey's? um, It wasn't open yet. (laughs) Sorry. Bless you. Thank you. It wasn't open yet when we went. It's cute. Look for the Dapper Dans on the ride. Yeah. They're really fun. Depending on where you're you're sitting when it starts, the it oh, it's so beautiful. But the Dapper Dans are so cute. Their animation is so cute, and they're yeah. all they look like dogs. They look like Goofy. Cute. And they're all in their suits, and they're riding on a um what's a a double bike or there are four seats on the bike. What is that called? A tandem bike? A sidecar? Oh, yeah, tandem bicycle. Ta- yeah, tandem bike. They're all on that, and they're like they just you just hear them singing, and and you're looking around and loving this little world, and you see Mickey and Minnie driving their car, and then all of a sudden you see them, they appear, and then they disappear, and it's the cutest oh, animation I've ever seen. Cute. But the colors are gorgeous. I'm excited. You know, I we've been playing a game. It's like Mickey's Illusion Island or something on the Switch, <gasps> and that sounds fun. It's really fun. I don't have a Switch. You should make Sarah buy it. <laughs> Um, but it's okay. really fun, and it, up to four people can play. Me and Jonathan have been playing it, and I haven't loved the new animation as much, but after playing this game, I was like, I'm going to be on board. I think I like it. But yeah. And it's it's beautiful. It's also a trackless track. I love those rides. Me I too. love rides like that. The Winnie the Pooh one in, in Japan. Japan was so good. That was the first time I've ever seen one. Are They have another one now, too, in... Don't they end... Uh, Disney World. The Ratatouille one. Isn't that a track? There's a Ratatouille ride? Maybe that's in Paris. I might have deceived you. I, I need to look it up after this, I, but... There wasn't one there when I was there in April 2021, but that's I know two that years ago. I know that there's a new one somewhere, but I can't remember if it's in Paris or here. If there's a Ratatouille... Uh, I say Ratatouille. I know it's Ratatouille, but I like... Ratatouille. Ratatouille is how I say it. Because <laughs> it's funny. But, but yeah, oh, that's that was, exciting. That's been the week. And then yesterday we got to record some songs for the musical. So demo's coming out soon. It was Hopefully. so fun. I hope so. I It felt crazy to me. So yeah. I feel really bad. Well, I mean, about it was else. different than any other recording session I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But it was so much fun. <laughs> and I so got unorganized. so hyped. Like I, I really did. I said this to you downstairs a little bit ago, but I really do feel like I got, I got one of those feelings. It doesn't happen often, but I feel like it was one of those feelings where you knew something good was starting, like the start of something new. And it might be a really What's long. Song? This is the start. A something new. It feels so right to be here, here with you. you. What is that? From? Oh. Is that from a High School Musical? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, when poor Zach Efron had to be my brain. dubbed by what's his face. <laughs> yeah, so funny. So funny. I love stuff like that. I think it's so funny. It's so sad because I I like Zach Efron's voice more than the other dude. Oh, but I I recently rewatched that movie, and I was really proud of Zach Efron. He really gave his all to that lip sync battle. Really did. <laughs> he did. Um, but while we were while we were recording, I think something that I've been thinking about in general because I've I'm trying to go through a little bit of a career transition. Yeah, and yeah. I'm kind of done producing other people's stuff. I want to be able to make my own stuff. Um, I want to write and do stuff like that. So I've been thinking about like how people get into careers that mm. they get into and why. Mm-hmm. And you have like a very straight, like interesting string of careers. I know that like there's NDAs and stuff that like prevent you from talking about a lot of stuff with like the park. Uh-huh. But um. 
but your career in general, as far as like acting, as far as like maybe how you got into like management at Evermore, and then mm-hmm. like your day job, mm-hmm. <laughs> your little your job yeah. at your okay. Company. Well, so I feel like psychologically people go into the careers that they go into because they are told that you to be happy have to make money. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of reason why people go into like those higher jobs is because, Oh, I, that's just, I have to have that two car garage and this house and a wife and kids or a husband and a husband and kids or a husband and husband and kids, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's why they go into the careers that they do. But for me, <laughs> um, I started out that way when I graduated high school. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a radiologist. Mm. I've always been fascinated. The reason being was because when I was a freshman in high school, the movie Juno came out. Yes. And if you haven't seen that film, um, Juno is a 16-year-old who gets pregnant. And... Pregnant. 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 And she goes to a ultrasound to check the health of the baby, all you know, the normal thing a pregnant woman does. Her mom is there and her best friend is there. And the ultrasound technician asks her basically what her plan is. And they're like, oh, we're going to adopt her out. And she's like, oh, well, thank goodness for that. That's what she says. Yeah. Incredibly judgmental. Yeah. And that actually was like, I, I hate that. Be, I want to be someone that can be a confidant. Exactly. I was like, I want to be a tech who's excited and if they're if the mom to be is not excited then i want to read read that situation be like okay well you are healthy and just encourage them and let them know that they're doing good Mm -hmm. i would i do not want women to experience that and so i was like that was kind of my my main goal so when i graduated i was like i'm gonna go to school for this Mm -hmm. and then um i quickly realized that um you have to work really really hard on memorization of everything. And I struggled with that for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I was still, still going. And so I started working as a CNA because you needed clinical hours, um, to get into the program. Yeah. And so I started working as a CNA and then I started realizing that I didn't want to work in the medical field. What was that feeling like? What was like, feeling? like what, what was that? Cause like stress, yeah. anxiety, yeah. But I didn't know in- the feeling right. of anxiety at the time because I was 19. Because you have, like... Because I think that that is very, uh, like, a very standard thing where people are, like, try to... Like, a lot of people in my family are like, I'll become a nurse. And they just go right into the nursing field. Like, a lot of people in my family became medical people. Mm-hmm. Um, which is smart. It's a very... Which is great. ...good field to be in. But it, But it is, like... It's like a gut, like you have a gut reaction and then go for it, which by the way, cr- insane that we're asking like 18 year olds to go make, and that, make decision. that decision. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, what was, what was, once you realized like, I don't want to do this, what was your next steps? Like, what was your process? Well, I had a bunch of jobs in the medical field before I actually figured that out. I worked as a phlebotomist for a really long time, which I will say loved. Yeah. I freaking loved that job. I feel like the people, the phlebotomists, when I used to, mm-hmm. not allowed anymore, to give blood, mm-hmm. were like always having a great time with yeah. each other. I mean, you get to stab people for a living. Oh. Make, make them feel pain. It's not so much that. There's, it's there, for me, 
I just drooled all over the place. Wow, I got super hyped. You're I guess excited about for the bottom of me. The thing vampire. that I fascinate um, that fascinated me so much was that you have this stick straight needle. Yeah, and veins move. Yeah, and I got so good at it that I was so quick when I would stick that nobody could feel it, which was fascinating to me. But my my the thing that intrigued me the most is that you could put the 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 needle in and sometimes you could hit the the wall of the vein yeah. and it wouldn't suck correctly mm-hmm. or or you could blow through it. I never did. Like when I first started learning, I would get to the the vein the wall of the vein, and I think I only blew one vein, and it was because I was adjusting for somebody else's stick. Mm. Yeah, and it was fascinating to be like, I am perfectly in the, the vacuum is working and the blood is coming out the way it should. That was fascinating to me. I also at the time was heavily influenced by twilight and I really wanted to be a a vampire. And so I was like, I am kind of like a vampire. And so on Halloween, I would dress up as a vampire. I would put the gold Mm. contacts in, I'd have my fangs and sparkle myself up. Suck people's blood. And suck people's blood. So, so I worked in the medical field for a long time and then I started getting the impression that, I needed to go on a mission, so then I went on a mission. And then I came back from my mission and I was like, okay, I need I need to continue on this with this. So then I started taking I was going back to medical school. Like I was like, this is yep. what I'm doing. But I at the time I, I had just moved here. So this was in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, We need to do this. Why'd so you I, come why'd you come to Utah from Montana? Because the program I wanted to do was offered here. Okay. And not in Billings. So I was doing it here. And, um, I went seven semesters in a row and I burnt myself out and I haven't been back since. It'll kill you. Yeah. It was rough. And so I, then I started getting this, I started auditioning for the Hales and I, I've always loved theater, like just always. And so I started auditioning for the Hales and I got my first callback for, um, Annie. Right? No, my or... first show there was Mermaid. The um um. She's a matchmaker. She's a matchmaker. Yeah, she's a matchmaker. Um, oh my gosh, they just did it at the Sandy Hale, and I watched it recently. Oh my gosh, there's. Oh my goodness, I'll think about it. But I, I got my first callback, and I was really really excited about that. And then I got into Little Mermaid a couple months later. Okay. And I had done my first, my first show back was Hairspray at the Sierra. Oh, okay. After my mission. And so I did that and I was like, okay. And then I got into the hill and started making all these connections. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe I need to go into this. It feels good when you start to like, in the entertainment world, when you meet someone and then it just like links. It's crazy. In 2018, I was in a show. I had gotten offered another show to come on audition for Footloose at the at the, um, or not Footloose, Oklahoma at, mm-hmm, it's in the mountains, Sundance. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I also got offered the another show to go, yeah, at the amphitheater. And then I got offered another show to go and do in Wyoming. And so I was like being talked to by a lot of people and I was like, oh my gosh. But I was also getting this thing like, I need to get a degree. What should I get a yeah. degree in? And, and all these people were like, you need to go and audition. I was invited to audition for the MDT program at BYU. Wow. And I was like, Whoa. so I went and I auditioned. I obviously didn't get it, um, which was fine. Um, but I started talking to a bunch of people. Clay was involved in this conversation. His friends who were in the acting program at, at Clay, the Clay school. Clay is one of your best friends. Yes. Best and oldest. Mm-hmm. 
And, um, they kept telling me, well, the program is really more about the connections that you make. Like, yeah, you learn a lot of stuff. They give you a lot of materials and resources and, um, but it's about the connections. And then I started quickly realizing that, okay, well at the time, and I briefly touched on this in a couple episodes ago, but at the time my voice teacher was an MDT program graduate. She had all of these connections. And then I started working with equity actors at the Hill and, taking classes from and and i was like oh my goodness why does it matter then why does it matter but and then in 2018 at the same time evermore park was opening up and i had a friend that i was in hairspray with who was like you need to reach out to tana um because they were looking for a singer specifically Mm. and um they were like oh okay they could she could possibly be one of our ghosts like a, a like a haunted ghost like walking around the town yeah um and so they called me in and and they were like, Let, let's do this. And then they quickly were like, yo, we can't have you this season, but we're going to bring you on next season. But you're going to start coming to our meetings and all this stuff. So I started doing all of that. So what, when was the point when you're like, okay, this medical sh- I'm I'm performing? Um, well, I think honestly, when I got done in the seventh semester, that oh. when I burnt myself out, because I... I Math is not my strong suit, and you you do have to have a lot of math credit to graduate from the degree I wanted, which was radiology. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with math. It is the hardest. Like I I was like, okay, maybe I could do it if I just take the math class, just just take my math credits, and that's the only class I take that semester, and I can I could be okay. I couldn't do it. It's I you know I have the same problem. I don't I don't know. Jonathan all the time is like. No, you could be like you could be a web developer. It's easy. That's what Jonathan does. Yeah. And I truly don't think I can. My brain does not process logic correctly. Mm. Like I don't, I don't know what you're it a is. Creative mind. I don't know what it is. I think I'm a, an idiot. Is what it is. But I, incorrect. <laughs> you're one of the smartest people I know. But I, my brain just doesn't compute sure. when it comes to like math, mm-hmm. like uh, fractions immediately gone. I am the same way. Uh, like, is the moment we dipped our toes in calculus, my brain exploded. I literally couldn't handle it. I, are you okay? Yeah, I, I hang now. Okay. And I ripped it, and now it's a little bloody. Bloody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, same way. In it, even at BYU, I took the like remedial. So I was in the film program. Yeah. So luckily, not a lot of math. <laughs> but I. But you have to take a college level math class mm-hmm. i took the like basic most remedial math class literally at the end of my college career because my counselor was like you have to take a math class and i was like i don't want to math is not and, easy but she, but she was literally like okay this new math class opened up for creatives for oh. creative de- degrees and it's literally just like addition to fractions <laughs> like so geometry easy and then i i bought the book and found out everything was in the book and there's no exams in this math class so i was literally like great this is perfect that sounds like the perfect math class please let me take it so because i enjoyed never did multiplication and division and i I liked that i hate that i hate no i don't like any of it i I think my brain just doesn't work like that but that's fair um, Anything okay. past that, though, I just can't. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Get the alphabet out of here. <laughs> uh, but seriously, uh, though, x <laughs> equals this. Figure out what x is, and I'm like, and and I do think I did okay in algebra. That was fun. 
but like but fractions and pre-calc i was like i can't do this i literally can't can i be honest i don't even know what goes into pre-calc what no clue (laughs) and honestly (laughs) those guys for making that (laughs) i remember it was maybe it was the time that we were growing up but i remember teachers being like you need you will need math the rest of your life and the, no, there's not going to be a calculator in your f-ing pocket. Yeah, there is. Yeah. B- <laughs> it's called a f-ing cell phone. There's a calculator in everyone's f-ing pocket. Sorry, I'm getting really heated all of a sudden. <laughs> you know what's even time, better? I can, I can ask ChatGPT what the answer to a problem is. Yeah. Johnny has six apples. ChatGPT knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ChatGPT. We miss Anyways. you, buddy. But yeah. but yeah, yeah, that was that was after seventh semester is when I did it. But I was really also proud. working my first job back from my mission. I was working at a credit repair law firm, and then I moved from that to a pharmacy. As as what? Can you say a salesperson? Oh, at both. And I'm not good at sales at pharmacy and at yeah. That, so I, I worked worked for um, Progression. So next. So is this was this just like I need a job? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and my my best so it was friend like a Clay, call center. Sorry. Yeah, I'm it was a call center. Okay. Yeah. No, you're good. And that's what we we sold packages for credit repair. Yeah, I would suck at that. And I'm not a salesperson. No. And everyone's like, you'd be so good at it. And I'm like, I'm not a liar. And right, that's and the you issue. You kind of have to lie to sale. And even if it's not a lie, it's like not sale a i l. But even if it's not like an actual lie, it's like not telling the truth. Correct. Like someone is going to ask you a question, and you have to say, oh, maybe or whatever. But I would be like, Entirely yeah, possible. probably looking at your credit. I think that you could, you could, um, what's the word you could, um, looking at your credit. I think you're <laughs> and I'm here to take advantage of that. <laughs> looking at your credit. I think that you could be eligible for this. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, whatever. Um, and then, and then I moved from there to a call center for a company called pill pack where I think this is actually a really genius thing. And it's for o- older people who, because you usually have to sort your pills for a week and pill pack sorts your pills for you. Did something draw you to these careers or did you just jump into these jobs? So Clay's roommate worked at Progression and that's how I got my in. And then um, one of the people that worked at Progression wasn't doing well. And so she went and got another job and she told me about pill pack. And then pill pack turned into this. Um, I became at the time I enjoyed customer service. <laughs> and so they created a new a new job for me yeah. to be the person that would call and check in on people. Okay. Um, and I hated it. it. It like after a while it was like, this is awful. Yeah. Um, because usually in those calls, that's when you, you would lose the client because they'd be like, Oh, I've been doing it for a long time and I don't need it anymore. And I'm like, yeah, but you're 89. Like, right. What? You do need this. But I, I, and I couldn't save it because I'm not a salesperson. Yeah. Um, and then they moved to Salt Lake and I was living way too far away from Salt Lake at the time. And if I'm honest, even where I live now, I would still not drive all the way to Salt Lake for work. It's a 45 to an hour drive. And then with traffic on top, no, sorry, I can't. Um, because I have a dog and I care. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, after Pill Pack, I went to another call center and worked there for a little while and ended up, that was in 2018, I left there. But I was being so emotionally abused and, and so stressed out about the job that my heart, liver, and kidney started to fail. And I started, I was 26. How old mm-hmm. was I? I was 28 in 2018. The health problems started in 20, 2017 Jeez. when I was working for them. And then um, I was in a musical called Annie. Mm-hmm. And my best friend, JD, 
my best theater buddy. He was my man in chair when I was drowsy. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother owns... He's a great man in chair, by the way. Mm-hmm. He, the best I've ever seen, if he's I'm really honest. Good. Rivals the guys on Broadway. He's really fabulous. Mm-hmm. He's And it, he's done it a few times now. Four now. Four times? Yeah. I, and, he, and PG Players he is just, doing in, it next year. He internalizes year. the dialogue so well. He does. He, he really, also... He really gets it. He is the man in chair, He gets chair, the show. Though. Yeah. Like, you know... Um, but, uh, I was in rehearsals for Annie and I, people were noticing how sick I was and, and sad and depressed and cause I'm not that kind of person. Like yeah. when I get stressed out, yeah. And then I sleep it off and then I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Or like I talk to somebody, you know, therapy is a good thing. Um, but this one wasn't going away and mm-hmm. I was getting sicker and sicker and it was awful. I remember that my medications to try and help me were making me so ill that my rigor mortis was setting in. My my hands would turn in on each other oh and Sarah gosh. had to take me to the emergency room. Um it was awful. It was so awful. Oh my gosh. And so it got to the point where I was like I want to work for this company and background checks are fascinating to me. Like I I've always I'm like what do you so did, when you when you were jumping in these kind of jobs, mm-hmm. were you like thinking about like what is my career, what is my thing? No, or was it just was like job I just security? Jobs. It was okay. job security because tag is my number one thing. Yeah, and making sure that he has food and shelter. Yeah, was my that literally is my dog is my motivation for everything. Yeah. but also, um, at that point, I was getting I'd never been so depressed in my life. Yeah. So that's like survival yeah. is getting a new job. Because they, they told me that I use my superpowers for evil. That is the exact quote they told me. Because so I, the whole reason why things got so, so bad was because they made some some choices. They demoted me and did all these things. They made me a manager and then they demoted me and that really fucked you up. Yeah. And then they gave me a team of one and I ended up scratching my cornea with an eyelash. And that day that I, I had to leave... <laughs> And that day after I'd left, my one team member, they said, was so happy. And they noticed it was because I was gone. That's what they blamed it on. She later said, that's entirely it. It's because we got to have a pizza party. Jeez. Anyways, so so they called me into the office. And I was wearing my bedazzled eye patch. And they, they told me that I um, have been so negatively influencing my one team member and then, and that I was using my super quote, using, you are using your superpowers for evil. And I was like, wow. Guess you don't need me. Um, and so it was at that point that I was like, okay, I need to find a new job. And so JD was like, Hey, you should apply for this. Mm. And now I, I love what I do, but I will say a lot of things have happened at my, my, the background screening company job that it's like, it's still it's, after five and a half years, I'm like, like, wow, this is really sad. Like. Some it gets um sometimes it's really hard to go to work. I'm grateful I have my own office so I can just stay by myself and have tag. Yeah. I think that's my favorite part is that I can, can bring take tag and I really do like what I do. Yeah. i it's fun. And Good. sometimes emotional because yeah. of the charges that you read, but but yeah, f- in far as far as your jo- your question about like why I'm in the careers that I'm in, yeah. For the park, it was because some things happened that morally myself and my coworker could not watch happen anymore um can't talk about that a ton i can't talk but... about that no but um but also one of my really good friends was my boss but you were you just got 
So at Evermore, you started out as a performer. Yeah. Did you did you have any ambition of like delving further into Evermore as a performer? No. And like get higher in the company? No. No, you didn't care about it. Not at all. You're just like, give me a check. <laughs> Paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it was, I... Did it scratch any kind of performing itch? Like, like... Yes. Okay. For a for, while it did. Career-wise, for you, do you feel yourself drawn to like, I want to be a performer? I want yeah. to be... I, so it's like searching for yeah. ways to get there. I like making people laugh. And yeah. I also like leaving my life behind for a little bit. There's a yeah. freedom that comes from it. Um, but no, I didn't, I didn't want that. And then when COVID hit, the park really struggled. And then um, they also had a, a third, it was the third toner, t- turnover. And so they asked my previous boss and um, her husband, who was our boss boss, um, Are you allowed to talk about this? Take over, and so I started. They asked me to be their casting director, and that's how mm-hmm. I got into the management portion of it. Because because to, to take COVID... care of some of the staff. Yeah, there's there a there's a few things that happened, maybe dropping the ball staff wise that you wanted to fix or they wanted. No, you to no, fix. it was just um, new management had come in at the time in 2021, and they were like, "We need someone to help us with casting. Can you help mm-hmm. us with this?" And I was like, "Yeah." Tana, by the way, incredible casting director. You're very kind. Because you know people, and people like working with you. That's, and like, in a very real way, like, you are, you draw people into projects really well. So, like, we just recorded the demos. Most of the people that we got were people that you just knew. Yeah. That, that were willing to work with you because they love you. They're, well, yeah, but also there's that intrigue, too. Like, this is a new musical, and the subject matter is what it is. Like, that's a, and, and it's also paying, like... <laughs> There's a lot of factors. Not a lot. But the the there's that possibility, especially because a lot of the people out here in the theater world do have that ambition of like, I want to see if I can make it to Broadway or make it to films. Do you do does that like do something for you in what you want to do? Sorry, this is becoming like, what do you want to be when you grow up? (laughs) But um, (laughs) does that do anything for you for career ambitions? Like casting director so the reason my friend offered me that job was because when when covid hit and the park really really struggled and then that the third management team was whatever we would talk on marco polo every day and we would talk about what our dreams were and i really do want to work for disneyland yeah in casting or just the disney corporation i want to do that so bad because Something that I've noticed is that they've been, and this might be because there's just not a lot of people that look like the princesses anymore. Sure. But they used to cast people that looked like them, and now they're getting to the point where they don't. Like, they have similar features, but they, like, I just recently saw a picture of a girl who was Anna and looked nothing like her. And they used to cast people that really, really looked like the characters. They don't do that anymore. Do you feel like that's a bad thing? I think, I think it's just disappointing. Oh. Because of their brand, um, I don't, I don't care. But, but Belle, like, it's like it's almost like when somebody changes the animation mm-hmm. on a character. Say Scooby Doo, the way that they were drawing Scooby back in the like I think it was fifty nine when it came out, mm-hmm. nineteen fifty nine. Um, fact check me on that. I don't Close know. to the sixties, yeah. for sure. He his animation was this way, and then in the nineties they re- started doing it differently Mm -hmm. and he just looks slightly off candy land the game candy land was a perfect example of this the ice princess 
they changed her animation mm-hmm. and it really changed the nostalgia and my love for the game. And, um, and so I think that's one of the things I'm like, I want to meet the character that you Got have it. given me for so long. And so that was something that I was like, I want to work in this, but I also just really love, I love casting somebody in a role and being like, I know that you can play this role, but I also feel like you're going to take it and, and make it really something amazing. completely like 10 times better than what I could imagine. You know, you know why I love you for a casting director? Um, even as a performer, who was I talking to about this? Jonathan, probably. It was someone else. It was someone who has performed with you. Oh, Lauren? It might have Yesterday? been Lauren. It might have been Lauren. I can't remember. I love her so much. Um, who was it? I don't think it was actually. I But it was someone who had performed with you. I can't remember who. Um, and I was just talking about you as a performer and how wonderful you are. And someone is like, you know, Tana is like the most charitable performer. Mm. Um, because there are people that perform for themselves and and not for theater. You know what sure. I mean? You know, what sure. the diff- you know, like the difference of like someone who is performing to be self-indulgent and someone who's performing to make art. Yeah. And they said, they talked about how you were just the perfect example, example of a charitable performer. Oh, it was Becca. We were talking about it with. Um, I've never performed with Becca. I mean, you just did. We recorded a bunch of stuff. And and you and her, like, doing little improv scenes together as we were rehearsing and things like that. She's like, you know, Tana's like an amazingly charitable performer because the, like, you don't, you're not performing for yourself. You're performing for the character. You're doing things for the character and you're Mm -hmm. doing things for other people's character. Like, like acting needs to be this thing where you're helping each other build something it's a partnership and and you have to really trust people and and like really really to be a charitable performer is to build other people up as you're performing Mm. and there's not a ton of people that do that really well anyways i think that that's why i love you for casting too because you're you're such a charitable performer you you very much prefer to see people succeed Mm. along with yourself but like everything that you do on stage is to like bolster people up even like watching you at the desert star was like you're very much making jokes to toss at people you're you're doing things to help other people with their character all the time all the decisions well, you're making. i'm glad that you see that i don't i'm 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 constantly worried about being a scene stealer because everyone's like oh you're a leo they just want the limelight and i'm like <laughs> i would yeah i would love the limelight but i want to do it with other people right I, and I, I think it comes across very well when you do Well, that's you do good. That. Thank you, Becca. I know yeah. you listen to this, so thank you so much. I'm looking um, at you in the camera if you're only listening. But that that makes me happy that, that was that's like an ambition that rose and you kind of got the opportunity a little bit to yeah. taste and that. And now I'm like, how do I do this? Because I don't have a degree. That right. was one of the things that I was worried about. You know what? People ask me all the time for film, like, should I go to film school? Yeah. And the the only time I say yes is, like, if you can work while you're going. Mm. Because when like I... Like work in the, in the field? In the field. Okay. Because when I went to film school, I'm very grateful that I got the opportunity to learn a lot of, like, theory and whatever. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Stuff that you wouldn't really do on your own. Yeah. Um, but I would not have enjoyed or gotten as much out of it if I had not been also working on set all the time. And... And BYU 
That's a good formula. What? So like I, so I had a four O in my degree. So like you, you have your like your effective GPA four O, like four point oh GPA. So like, so you have your effective GPA, which is like in your degree, and then you have your overall GPA. Overall was like not as good. Mm. It was still like three seven or whatever. But not as good. I would have died to have that in high school. I was around the two. Not in high school. In high school, I had a three zero. Well, it's still better than me. And then I went to college. Actually, I think by the end, I was like in two something. I failed two classes in my last semester in high school. I almost didn't graduate. The whole thing. <laughs> Stress. Anyways. Um, but then I went to Weber State. Got straight A's there. And I think that's maybe how I got into BYU. Because mm. BYU is not super easy to get into. I did not know that you went to Weber. For yeah, how for long? Just, just a year. Okay. Just before my mission. And then I uh, came okay. back and went to BYU. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, my effective GPA was like straight A's, all my film classes, which I understand. It's a creative field. It's not that hard. Okay. I'm not trying, to, I'm not trying to tout my intelligence in making videos. Well, here's, I want to say um, something about that really quickly. There is this common misconception where people believe that the, the creative fields are not as challenging. They are. You go to a Broadway show. You tell me one, if, you tell me, do you think you could do that? Not you, but I'm just saying people out there who judge the creative fields, you could not do that because you don't have the, you're not as people, creative minded individual. People don't understand that it's a different kind of energy. Exactly. Like, and uh, yeah, I'm agreeing it takes with, a lot I'm of fully work. agreeing with you here, but I also understand that I'm just making videos all day. I'm not like doing rocket science. Um, but like, but whereas some people, Sorry. the logic is like the part that's really intense for them and they use a lot of their logic brain and, you know a lot of that yeah. that's a lot of energy yeah it's a lot of energy to do the creative side is yeah it's a lot of energy yeah um and you're good at you're it trying to, well we'll find out you are. but anyways uh what was i saying <laughs> oh people always ask me if i should go to film school yeah anyways so i did well in film school but i started working and so and I, would, didn't like I that. would skip class and go work there were times when I was called to like go to Canada and work on commercials. So I went to Canada and worked on commercials. That's amazing. Uh, and because of that, they dropped me several letter grades. So I ended up with maybe like a three five. Who gives a you still got a degree. Well, I know. But I'm, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying it's very frustrating to be in an environment that does not want you to be working in the field w- that would be more important than I find that the education. fascinating. Cause, cause truly BYU did nothing for me as far as like education. It was more about connections. Yeah. It was about, I, I had the opportunity. I met Babetta there, not in school, but because of BYU Yeah. and Lauren and Tess and those guys. So like very key people in like springboard, like jumpstarting my career. Yeah. So, so yeah, connections. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's very frustrating when that's why that's why i'm like when you're like oh maybe i should still have a degree i'm like i don't know well i i mean the gentleman that i work for at the park is a is a a millionaire and he has said a few times to me that i was he was like i don't have a degree either but look what i've done he has had multiple successful businesses. businesses yeah and sold them for lots and lots of money. And yeah. he's 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 a very smart creative. Yeah. Uh, I think 
that definitely. But but yeah. I'm. Can we just quickly t- circle back to the fact that BYU doesn't like you to work while you're learning? Yeah. They did the same thing to MDT program. You can't do a show until your senior year in that program. Stupid. And I don't understand because personally. Wouldn't you want some experience whilst learning? You know, your... e- even the way that like student capstones work there is really weird because you only do a senior capstone, and you like you can only make your short film as a senior and only if the staff only if the faculty approves it. So it's like either you pitch it to the staff and hopefully you sucked up to them enough to for them to pick you as the senior that gets to do it. Only two capstones get made a semester. What? And so, why? It's is it like a, a like a be, equipment lack of equipment thing? No. Is it? It's because it sucks there. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Well, okay, so this begs a question then, for you. Like, yeah. I'm genuinely curious. Talking about careers, did you grow up one? I'm pretty sure I met you when I was a little kid. Because when I stayed with my cousins for two weeks. I would go and hang out with Travis uh-huh. with his friends. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you were there. I wonder if we were. That would be crazy. I honestly wasn't super great friends with Travis after elementary school. That, that was, was when I stayed. And I was only okay friends with him then. So it could go either way. I, I did go to his house a few times though. And I so. went to a party and there were a lot of little kids, like a lot of kids our age there. Did I go to a birthday party with him? I don't know if it was a birthday party or not, but I remember there were horses and yeah. I, Maybe you came to my house. <laughs> it might have. I don't know. But um, have you, did you grow up always wanting to be in the film? Um, so if you dig in the internet, there's a lot of videos of me and my friends made when we were kids. Um, like in the very early days of YouTube. So, uh, so we were always like <laughs> making stuff and I think, I think a lot of kids did. Sure. Truthfully. Um, so we we're always making stuff, but, and I think growing up, I always assumed, I remember one time I was like, I'll be an artist or like, I'll be a, I think one time I was like a soccer player. That was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> that's cute. That's really cute though. Little Jace the, running around hitting a ball yeah, or kicking a ball. Kicking. Soccer. <laughs> well i did play goalie um that is very impressive to me i feel like that all positions are that's where my cousin cousin you hit a bowl a pole a bowl a a pole um i think that is that and a catcher are the hardest positions it's scary all of them are hard but you have it's like a lot of weight yeah yeah it was really stressful that's why i don't play sports a lot in general is because it's i like the anxiety for me gets i don't like competition anxiety even playing like board games sometimes, I'm like, I don't like the anxiety that comes from the competition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. That's why I don't like Disney villains or villainous or whatever. Y- yeah. Because that game's people. fun because of the art, though. I just love looking the at it. The art is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've lots tried. Of I've been trying to tune that back though because Jonathan really likes board games and stuff, and a lot of my friends do. Yeah. We do um, love to play board games. Yeah. So I, I try to play, and we play a lot of co-op games to make it easier, but um, yeah, so I I definitely didn't visualize it as a career, because it felt not attainable 
Right. Because of the culture in which we grow up, like you need to have this to be happy. You, or you have to be like, a, you have to have a real job mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And a real job is and, being a lawyer and you know, or you a know, doctor. My parents, I don't think we're ever like that because I, maybe partially because all of my parents are from, like I come from nothing. True. <laughs> like my mom is a teacher and my dad is a firefighter, paramedic, um, which is nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, but my dad's family is like very artistic, mm-hmm. but none of them have done anything really with it. They're no, no, no one's famous. No one's like, sure. they should be. My grandma's paintings are wild. And my, my aunt, there's one in our house. I'll show you. But, um, my aunt has some incredible paintings, artwork. She makes jewelry, but like not, no one's famous. Um, because they all knew that they had to get another job. They all had, they knew that they had to support a family. Yeah. And it's not, I think it's, it was never my goal to have a family. I think deep down I was like, I don't want kids. That seems crazy. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was until high school that I was like, oh, this is a job. This is real because I got into, they have like the news program or whatever for your high school. Cool. So I got into that and, um, my teacher there was Mr. Smith shout out was like so good about stuff like that he like he could see because i would like go into like the video production one or whatever class and he would be like you're way better than everyone else because i just because i'd been doing it for so long sure like i know i know how editing works i know how lighting works i know how but you also have an eye for it like you can have the technical skills for it but having the like like you can learn that sure but you have the creative eye for it which i don't feel like a lot of people do you know and i think i think that that's something that's developed too though and i think Mm. i like even subconsciously as a kid making dumb youtube videos you're learning things about like oh why didn't this like make sense when i cut from here to here or like, why didn't it make sense when they were here in the frame? Or how come it sounds bad? Or how come it looks bad? Yeah. You, and then you just start to tinker with those things as a kid. So like subconsciously, sure. you're just learning fundamentals. And then when you actually put names to those fundamentals in classes, it's like, oh, that's what that was. Interesting. And then, and then you're able to like, it once you have once you've made that connection, then you're able to consciously implement it instead of like, oh, how do I make this look you're just better? Playing around, messing around, right. finding like hap like a happy accident stumbling upon right. it. Right. Yeah. So so in in high school, I was like, oh, I could be like a news person, or whatever. So, um, then at Weber State, I got into some uh, multimedia classes, some video classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Tyler was a professor at Weber State who was like very instrumental in like helping me into like a film-esque career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew I wouldn't be able to stay at Weber State because they don't have a program. Oh, they don't? No. It's, Interesting. It's a communications program. I think they might now. Oh. But back then they did not. So went on a mission on a whim, applied to BYU. Got in. They have one of, surprisingly, one of the largest film programs in the West. So they have more... Brigham Young University. They have more equipment in their equipment oh. house than any other school in the West. Is that because of BYU including TV? Including USC. Um, you would think so. No. They have their own equipment. They don't rent anything from BYU TV. Is it because of the culture of Utah where it's very arts driven? Like, like you can take a musical theater class here in high school. 
I don't think so. I don't know what it is, truly. I don't know how it happened. I think they just have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, Mormons. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so students would like, uh, like they had one of the first reds when it came out, red cameras. Which is, I know about that because. So a red camera is like the first digital consumer camera. Mm-hmm. The, like the uh, digital consumer cinema camera. Like it's the first camera that people use on movies that is like attainable for Joe Schmo. Um, it's still like some, like, I don't know, it's like $17,000 when they first came out, but compared to a cinema camera, that's over a hundred thousand. It's pretty attainable. So, anyways, um, yeah, applied there on a whim, and then I was like, oh, I can act. So it's it's kind of, it was kind of a culmination of things where I was like, oh, I could do film. Okay. Um, do you enjoy but it now? You know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I enjoy being creative. Right. And I enjoy watching something that I create come to life. I think partially because of the anxiety stuff that I talked about and like really driven in, in that way. Yeah. Um, I get real, I hate, I've started to hate being on set. It's just so much work for one little guy. Well, see, that's it. It's, it's being, it's being overutilized and, and underappreciated. And, and when I was working at like Studio C and BYU TV for a lot of their shows, I was doing so much and I was doing so much stuff that was not creative. Mm -hmm. I was making other people's creativity come out, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing, which is very, after a while it gets pretty, unless that's something you want to do. If you want to be the type of person that let, like lets be other people be creative, which those people exist. And and I'm thank goodness for those people. Yeah. Um, but it's just not me. It, It like, it sucks so much out of your soul because you're seeing other people's dreams come true and then you're also like, well, I also have these things that I want to do. Why can't I find someone who is the me to them? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, so I got a full-time job as a producer because I was like, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm not liking this anyways. I might as well do this in a consistent way and get paid more for it. Yeah. yeah. With benefits. Yeah. So I got that job and now I think I'm like, you know what? I'm a writer. And he's a damn good I, one. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a good producer. I'm not that organized. My brain just doesn't function. Like I can do it. And I, I think I'm, I've attained skills. Mm-hmm. I've attained. Yeah. You know, gained, attained, gained. whatever. I've gained skills that uh, assist me a lot and stuff like that. But now I'm like. Kind of like the the medical field thing where I was like, it wasn't it wasn't what I thought it was. Yeah, and I would rather be the one that makes those things happen instead of. Yeah, like I'm, yeah. But it's also at the same time one of those things that was kind of like a necessary evil because then it helped show you the things that you don't enjoy, but also kind of spotlighted the things that you do enjoy, which and, help you get to the point of, I am a writer. And I'm so grateful you know? that I can, like, I've had a lot of really unique opportunities to participate in the industry. Yeah. And I'm super grateful for that. Mm-hmm. It was just like something where I'm like, I don't know, something, something just changed mentally where I was like, I think I've, I think I've paid my dues. I think I, I'm ready to move up. What did you do on the, on the set of Midsommar? Um, is it midsummer or midsummer? How do you say it? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> what was the other one you worked on? Um, movie? Hereditary. Yeah. 
Hereditary. For what did you do for those two films? Hereditary is so good. I was an office production assistant. Okay. What is that? An office assistant. So um, for the Utah unit. So I don't even appear in the credits because I no one cares about my job. <gasps> so like, uh, yeah, isn't that funny? So the producers, they have a Utah unit. Hereditary was filmed here, but Midsommar, obviously a lot of it was filmed in like Budapest, I think. Wherever the actual I don't is. think it was the actual place. I think it was like Budapest. Hungary instead of, I can't remember where it takes place. That movie is a blur. Um, but we did, they did a lot of pickups. So a lot of the stuff in like their apartment while they're still in the U S and a lot of stuff, like they're at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a murder suicide that happens at the beginning of the film. Intense. Yeah. I'll have to tell you a story. Oh, that that. was a good callback to Jonathan's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, very intense opening scene. I'm just saying. And so all of that was filmed here. Mm hmm. So I, basically, there's a Utah unit producer, his name's Scott Chester, who is a lovely, he does a really great Pee Wee Herman impression. I have to show you a video of him reading the Book of Mormon as Pee Wee Herman. I would love to see that. I love Pee Wee Herman. Um, Paul Rubin. He was Paul Rubin's assistant for like many years when he was younger. Really? Yeah, is that told, why he can... He told a bunch of stories. Yeah. So in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, yeah. the, the movie. Yeah. Um, there's this, I can't remember which scene it is, but there's a scene where... Paul Rubens was not available to come and do voiceover. So to he like did it? it. So he just did it. It's the my favorite thing. Anyways. Did you know uh, Pee Wee Herman oh, and Elvira were best friends? I'm not surprised by that. That feels like a duo. They started, like together. They started like their thing duo. together. Um, but yeah, so the Utah producers were in an office do, getting stuff ready. So I was mm-hmm. there like helping coordinate like set dressers, scenic designers, extras, scenic... right? Didn't you do that I a don't little bit? Know that there were any extras in Midsummer? I did meet Florence Pugh. By me, I mean I was in the same room. Obviously, I was not. I was told not to talk to her. But um, it's just film culture. It's like a weird thing. That's I'm sure. I'm positive that she would not have cared. That? She was really nice. That's a culture in theater too. Yeah, it's stupid. Like ushers. Like I are if told I, not to. Whenever, if I am a performer, talk to me. I don't care. 100%. If I ever become a famous person, like, I'm famous because you like decided me. I'm famous. Yeah. Like, I, I owe my career to you. So mm-hmm. it's like, you can talk to me. Don't be a dick, obviously. Yeah. And I will call my security if you're a dick. And also but, respect boundaries, but... But I'm, I'm so happy to, like, talk to people. Yeah. Because, cause, like, I'm... Yeah, anyways. She, she was very nice. I 100% think that's that makes total sense. Just watching yeah. her in any of her interviews, I'm just like, you she are a very delightful human being. Yeah. Her and Anna Kendrick. Yeah, it'd be interesting to meet her. Because she seems like that type of person that, like Aubrey Plaza, where you're like not sure how much of a character she is. <laughs> I think Aubrey Plaza is 100% a character. I it's which makes her a fantastic actress. I she love brings on, a like a oh my gosh, for all intents and purposes, a normal person. Did you see her in White Lotus? Yes, that's what I'm She's saying. So good, her in White Lotus is crazy. That's her what and I'm Will saying. Sharp together, nuts. That um, character is completely opposite of her as a human being, which, so in my crazy. opinion, makes her an incredible actor because it's not easy She's to play so a straight laced character like that. She's so good. 
anyways because it's it's boring and a lot of a lot of performers want those really fun creative um have you seen the video of her where she's like on good morning america or something because she wrote a book no and she she wrote like a children's book or something and then she came dressed as the character and like it's very funny i need to show you the video because it's my favorite thing in the world Um, her and jennifer coolidge i would die to meet oh my gosh absolutely die um I and think we're, johnny depp too but i, think I like that yeah i end. think yeah that was interesting but, yeah i liked this little discussion about so do you do you voice. feel like you're like on the right path now like now that you've recognized this and like are you what do you what are you imagining for yourself um it's really sad oh but i th- it's it's like at this point where I'm like I feel like I'm so close but like I'm like so close to a breakthrough on something but it's not there and I felt very close for a long time and it's frustrating to be close you know what I mean where you're like I feel like if I could figure out the one right thing or the to do or the one right decision to make I would be in the industry and I would be a writer but I'd be in the TV writers room or something Yeah you have to have multiple projects to do that though and you have to be willing to put in the, the time it's and effort. So, it's so luck-based. It is Everything, very luck-based. It's a lot of hard work. And I understand that there's a lot of hard work involved. But you can't discount the amount of luck that has 100%. to take place. 100%. But I feel, I feel better about trying. Yeah. I'll say that. Because I'm, even, I'm just saying the Kickstarter for After Us, Among Us, After Us. After Us. That people want that content. Same with, I'm sorry, I don't know if you noticed this yesterday when we were in the recording studio, but people were very excited. I was with way what too we stressed to pay attention. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you the perception that I was getting. I've, I've obviously known about this project for a while, but these people that came in to be ensemble or supporting characters, whatever, in these recordings were getting so excited and so intrigued about the possibility of this new work. One, because it's a new work, it's not a, a, uh, revival or or a re remake or sure. a live action whatever it's new so all the, there were nine people in there i think eight well oh, nine including brendan brendan yeah. brendan mr by the way mr by the Shout way out. i really like him i love him like he i i, I don't I'm, know if... i'm so happy that he let us he was telling us me after we recorded he's like i would never record this many people in this room but because you asked me i did it and i was like that's so nice but please tell me no i like i don't want to take advantage of your kindness tell me no if it's no but he's so nice i love him like he's the only one that i would trust to tell me like no this doesn't work like you need to record it this way or you need to Mm -hmm. do it this way he's an amazing human being he's so good and i've only met him twice but i i was that was something else that i wanted to talk to you about too but um just the the excitement that these nine people were feeling from the sound, just the the orchestration for on John's end, the lyrics from from you, the the energy. The, people were very hyped. You're doing what you should be doing, and you just you just I'm have sorry. to. It's it's tiring. It's so tiring, but you just have to keep going because I mean Samuel L. Jackson talks about this on a regular basis, but his career didn't take off until he was in his fifties. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton. And I understand that, like, there's a ton of people. I, I don't I don't think I have that anxiety of like I'm thirty. Sure. I I think it's like uh. I really like where my life is. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Um. 
It's like, yeah, I really like where my life was and I want to make stuff. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel right now. Because I know that there's like your Tina Fey's, your Samuel L. Jackson's, your... Um, Will Ferrell's. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who just didn't get started until they were mm-hmm. in their 30s, 40s, 50s. And that's the prime. Like you can be young. When you know, you're young and you start in the industry, you like 95% of the time will end up you burn out. burning out, <laughs> it sucks. drug hard. abuse, alcohol abuse, struggling well, you because know, you don't know how to hold your own in that situation. In my mind, anytime you make it work, that's your prime. That's your prime, baby. Oh, Go interesting. I, I'm, I'm just the type of person that's like, your prime is when you do it. Your prime is when you want it to be. Interesting. Because people are so like, I don't know. People are like, oh, I'm past my prime. Like, go do it. Prime in the it. sense of like, it's the smart time to do it. Because you've matured. Your brain has fully matured. You True. know yourself. And you can put that work in, that time and effort in. Whereas when you're in your late teens, early 20s, and sometimes even into your 30s, you're kind of like, let me just try all these things and then sure. it can go down a, a dark I understand path, what you mean. Right? Interesting. But. That's interesting. Mr. By the way, though. Yeah. I think he's the coolest person that I have met he's in so a very cool. long time. Because when we were there recording for Barbara and Kenneth, he was so encouraging and respectful. Yeah. I was not there for a very long time. It only took me two takes. But this time around, he could tell I was getting frustrated with myself. Yeah. Because. Though I've been working the songs, I was not performing the way that I normally do. And I'm, yeah. I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to myself performing, especially when I'm on someone else's time and money. Sure. I'm like, you need to get this right. Because it's just, I feel like it's really unprofessional and disrespectful. But he was so encouraging. Yeah. And then he would just, he would banter back. The microphone. He would banter back and forth with me, and it made just made me feel so much more comfortable. He's so he is so so good about like making you feel safe, mm-hmm. no matter what. Because I didn't know what I was doing either. But he, I, like I said, he's like the person that I would trust to be an idiot around. Yeah, because he's so good at what he does, and I know that he can compensate for me being dumb. And he can, like, tell me, and he'll tell me straight up if it's bad, if, yeah. like, something is bad or not. And on the performer side of it, it was really interesting because it, my voice is not like anybody. I don't have the classically trained vocals. And off the other three women that were in there were. And I felt very, I, I was feeling self-conscious because I, my voice is not that. Yeah, and it there, will never be that. There were kind of, I think there were a couple of people that maybe felt that. Um, and so it was, it was one of those things where he didn't make me, I think he was so encouraging Mm -hmm. that it was like, he was like, you're, you're unique in a good way, you know? And he told me that that the first time I met him, he was like, you, you should do this. Like you should do voiceover work because your voice is very unique, that kind of stuff. And it was just, I just appreciated being in the room with somebody who was so encouraging, who's a professional in that. I was going to say coming from Brandon, that means something. I think he's he's a lovely human being. Anyways, that was fun. Yeah, <clears throat> that was a good talk. Yeah, I, I think liked it was that. really interesting about why people do things and why because yeah. people stumble into a lot of things and they do. 
yeah some good some bad you only have one life yeah why not go after something like if you want to do that like if you're if money is like the most important thing and, and sure and or you go actually, to wall street and be a yeah or <laughs> if you actually yeah be a dick or if you actually enjoy the numbers or yeah. or working really hard and attaining that like ceo position yep do it just just do something that makes you happy yeah that's that's the most important thing. Your happiness sometimes, should really be your drive. Sometimes the happiness is like, I need a steady paycheck right now. Yeah. And that's okay. Like That peace of mind that comes with that, for sure. That's absolutely valid. Mm-hmm. Like, don't I would never discredit someone for, like, not taking a direction. Yeah. Or not taking an opportunity mm-hmm. because of instability. Mm-hmm. I would never, ever do that. Because it's, life is tricky. Yeah. And different things make people happy. There's people that find a lot of fulfillment in settling down and having a family. Yeah. And that's wonderful. And that's beautiful. I think that's fantastic. Stoked for you. But like, just do it because you make you ha- it makes you happy, not because you grew up being told that this is something that you have to do. Yeah. 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 And on that note, it's getting closer to Halloween. Yeah. You're all dressed up as a witch. Yeah. I had a photo shoot today. So I, I'm wearing an You're outfit great. that looks... Like Elvira, Um, If this doesn't tempt you to come to the YouTube channel, I don't know what will, but Tana's boobs are hanging out. Yeah, they're hanging out right now. They do. They look really good in this outfit. They're banging. Bangable. Um, Bangable boobs. Woo! Yeah. (laughs) Uh, If you follow me on the Instagrams, you'll see some of the pictures when we post them. But... um, And that Instagram is? Tananigans. Solid. And you're the onesie I want. And the great emu war... The musical. The musical. What is the handle for that? It's emu or underscore. Okay. The musical. And what? And if you want to follow any of his uh, other projects, there's so many. Just follow that. That's the important one right now. And then my personal is Jace Finnan. Which you should follow. That his his content's great. Any and on that note, do something that makes you happy. I'm Tananigans. I'm tired. Woo!